Hello and welcome to the Simply Mental Podcast, recorded in beautiful downtown Huntsville, Alabama. We're the only podcast dedicated to helping you live a healthier life emotionally and mentally. I am your host, Chris DePew, and I sure am glad that you joined us today. Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 12 of the Simply Mental Podcast. I'm so glad that you rejoined the podcast and you're listening and listening again this week. I know that there was a delay, there was a break. I took two weeks off during the holiday to kind of get some rest and be with family and enjoy those holidays. So I appreciate you coming back and joining me um, and listening again this week. It does mean a lot to me, everybody that listens every week. It uh, does mean a lot. Uh, now remember, I'm going to state this in the beginning of the podcast as well as at the end, but just, to re- just a reminder, if you do like this podcast, podcast and you want to see more of it and you want to see it continue i need some support in a different ways okay um the first way is to go on itunes or overcast or wherever you get your podcasts and make sure you've given the podcast a review okay uh log on there if if you enjoy it give it a you know however many stars you want to give it uh, and then uh, that way I can get more recognition on iTunes and it helps the podcast grow and everybody can hear more of the podcast and I can continue to do this. Okay. The other way is that you can go to patreon.com forward slash simply mental. And then there, what you're able to do is uh, support the podcast financially. Uh, you can give as little as a dollar a month uh, to the podcast, all the way up to as much as you really want a month. And what that will allow me to do is to also continue the podcast, get better equipment, get some more interviews in, get some other people to talk to, that kind of thing, okay? Uh, I appreciate either way that you can help. Um, but please, if you like the podcast and you want to hear more of it, I need the support, okay? All right, enough of that. Let's kind of talk about the podcast the podcast this week. What are we going to talk about? I want to talk about New Year's resolutions. Uh, this podcast will be aired the, the week of the brand new year, 2018. Uh, and so I want to talk a little bit about New Year's resolutions, what a resolution really is. Uh, then I want to talk about why we should make resolutions or why we shouldn't and what kind of what a resolution really should look like uh, is, as far as what's the healthiest option as far as making a resolution resolution. All right. Um, that's kind of the topic for today, but I do hope you've enjoyed the holidays and I do hope that you've, uh, you had a, you had a great start to the new year. Um, I hope you're setting up some things for yourself that'll help you to enjoy this new year, um, help you be engaged more fully, uh, including this podcast, helping you along the way with that. Um, it can help you learn how to be more mentally healthy and that way you can be more present in the moment, I'm hoping. So I hope that you listen to this podcast, take some of what we say here and put it into practice in your own life. Uh, I think that it'll be beneficial for you, all right? All right, let's jump right in. A New Year's resolution typically involves some sort of self-growth or self-improvement that you want to make in the new year. And a lot of people will do these, um, you know, culturally, I guess it varies. But here in America, I know that people like to do these at the end of the year and they say, for this next year, I'm going to do X, Y, Z. Um, resolutions are great. They're fine to do. A lot of people will say, don't make New Year's resolutions because you can always break them. Well, I, I don't know if you're always going to break them or not. You won't know unless you, you set one, right? Uh, so I'm not going to say that. I will say that New Year's resolutions do seem to be temporary for some people. They just seem to, seem to be like a goal set in the middle of 
the ocean somewhere that might be very hard to obtain. Uh, and so I do want you to be very mindful of the goals or the resolutions or however, whatever language you want to use to talk about these um, these goals that you set, these resolutions that you make. I want I want you to, whatever language you're using, I want you to remember that you have to be concrete with them. So it has to be a real attainable goal. And it has to be something that you want and you think is going to be beneficial for your life. Um, yes, everybody wants to be healthier and more fit in the new year. That's great. But you need to be more realistic about your expectations. Can you lose 100 pounds in a month? That's just not possible, at least not in a healthy manner. So we have to set realistic, realistic goals and also ones that are obtainable, ones that you can achieve. Um, and what I mean by achievable is that you have to make sure that it's possible to do this goal within a year. Um, I'll tell you some of the ones I've set for myself is that I want to uh, read a hundred books this year. I, at first I was like, I don't think this is possible. Is this an obtainable goal? And the more I thought about it and the more I really looked into how much time that would really take me, I think that it is obtainable. And I did set that goal for myself to read 100 books this year. Um, and so we'll see how that goes. I might not be able to keep it, but I did tell myself that, you know, ask myself the questions, is this a real goal? And yeah, it's pretty concrete. It has a number to it. And is it obtainable? Like, am I able to get there? And I, I decided, yes, I could. So I set that for myself. There's some other ones that I, I've, I'm going to do for myself that I'll, I'll keep off the air. But that one is one that I kind of made public already. And um, I think it's kind of fun to kind of follow along on some of these as, these, as we pick these journeys to go on together. All right. Um, now, since you've picked the language that you're using, resolution or goals, I want to talk a little bit about why there's a difference. I think that for most things that we want to do, let's say, I would say the top things people want to do is save money and they want to get healthier, eat better, right? Well, we need to we need to be doing is we need to start saying, well, I don't want this to be a resolution really. And it could start there, but what the mindset that you need to get into is not resolution or a temporary thing. You really need to just change your whole attitude about the way that you're going to go about things. So for instance, I want to exercise more this next year and I want to lose and be fit. I want to get down to my ideal weight and I want to be fit uh, and I want to get there within the year. Okay, great. Name the, the ideal weight. So make sure you've set the ideal weight so that it's a concrete thing. And then you also need to understand what that's going to take to get there. Now, why a resolution versus like a, um, a goal uh, is a little different. As a resolution, again, some people think this is temporary. You're not just going to do this for a year. Like this is going to be a new lifestyle. And so this is how I would rather you think about these goals that you set for yourself. You just have a new lifestyle. I am now a person who goes to the gym four days a week, five days a week, seven days a week, whatever the case may be. You have to tell yourself, this is just who I am now. This is a lifestyle change. This isn't just a resolution. It's not something that I just want to do. This is who I am now. And when you kind of start that shifting in your mind of between this is a lifestyle versus this is just something I want to do, you'll start really buying into it more. If you can shift that language in your mind to more of a lifestyle type of language rather than just a goal that you want to set for the year.
All right, so that's the first thing I wanted to talk about. There really has to be a lifestyle change, not resolution. Uh, you want to eat better. Well, what does that mean? Make something concrete. I don't want to eat fast food anymore. That's a concrete goal. Just eating better is not necessarily concrete. You want to make something lasting. So say, I don't want to eat this or that uh, this year. I don't want to eat this or that again. Um, these are concrete goals. That way you know what it is you're after and you're going to set a goal to do that. Uh, again, it needs to be a lifestyle change. I am no longer somebody who eats carbs or I only eat this many carbs a, a, a week or whatever it is. It needs to be concrete and it needs to be just a lifestyle change. The reason everybody breaks resolutions is because the language that they use when they talk about them oftentimes isn't something permanent. They don't even use language that sounds permanent. And it's, oh, I'm doing that for this year. Um, it needs to be, this is just who I am now. Like, I don't eat any more uh, carbs. Or I don't eat uh, any more than this many carbs a week. It's just the lifestyle that I live now. And when you start, again, when you start using this language of lifestyle, it sticks better. You buy into it, which also helps in the long run, okay? All right. Um, I want now, since we've kind of set that up, we've established that. We've established that this is really lifestyle change you're looking for and not just... Um, just a goal that you're setting for a year. Now that we've established that there's a difference and we're looking at that, I want to look at some of the things that you can do that I think are going to increase your mental health. They're going to make your mental health and emotional health better. You're going to put it in a better spot. Okay, so if you haven't set up any of these goals or made a lifestyle change that you're proud of or that you thought of and you would like to do that, I want to give you some options right now. We're going to talk about a few things that I think are really good for your mental health and that would help you out in this new year, okay? The first one, like I said, on every list that you can come up with on the internet, you're going to see people say, I want to get in better shape, okay? Set a concrete goal and go to the gym, be working out more, eat better, that kind of thing, okay? Now, how do you do that? And why is that important? We know that your physical health is tied to your mental health. So if you can eat better and you can exercise more, we, we've seen the studies. The studies are out there. You can look them up. But we know that decreases depression and anxiety levels, generalized depression and anxiety. Now, if you have clinical levels of anxiety and depression, that's a little different. But just know that generalized anxiety and depression, we know decreases when you eat better and when you exercise more. Um, there's a lot of reasons for this. I won't get into all of them right now, but just know that your physical body uh, has a lot to do with your mental health, okay? So does your physical space, by the way. So since we're talking about that, so we talked about the body. The other thing that has a really big impact on your mental health is your physical space. So one of the resolutions you could make is I want to get better organized. I want to organize this room. I want to do this to be more organized. Again, make it concrete. Find something that you can organize and make it obtainable. Um, the other thing is like clutter. Like So your physical space, if you want to be a minimalist or you want to reduce the amount of clutter in your physical space, we have studies that indicate that reducing clutter, reducing things in your life does decrease anxiety and depression levels. 
Um, this one's a little more iffy in some of the research, but it is pretty cool to look at. And I know that in my own personal life, the less that I have, the less anxiety and depression, not necessarily depression, but the less anxiety I personally have when I can reduce the amount of things in my life, if that makes any sense. So we can we work on our physical body by going to the gym and eating better. Like say, I don't want to eat but this many carbs a week or whatever the concrete goal is. I want to exercise this many days a week, um, you know, whatever that goal you've set for yourself to be better, uh, to be healthier physically, that's going to increase mental and emotional uh, health as well. Then physical space, look around you, create a physical space, which is going to help you be more focused, help you be more in the moment and not so clutter filled and with things that you just don't need. Okay. All right. Next um, thing I want to talk about is, and you're gonna you hear me talk about this on uh, lots of podcasts, even podcasts that I've been on, um, other people's podcasts. I talk a lot about journaling. Journaling is a is one of the best ways to learn about yourself emotionally. Uh, learn about yourself period really but really for me as a therapist I I know that my clients grow a lot when they journal and they learn about themselves emotionally because again there's a link between your handwriting and your brain so there's this cognitive link between the two and you're able to process things in a way deeper way than you ever would just verbalizing them talking to a friend or a counselor journaling is just a much deeper process than that and so it's very beneficial to to do that. I'm going to give you, there's going to be links in the show notes um, uh, this week, and there's going to be links to the the applications that I talk about that help people with these things. Okay, so you go look for those. Um, The first one for journaling, I use myself, I use this, and I love this. I've used it for years now. I love this journaling app. It's for, uh, I don't know if it's on Android. I'll look. If it has an Android app, um, I will certainly put a link to the uh, Google Play Store as well. But I know that day one, is the name of the app day one and it's a journaling app and I use it every day I love day one I've used it probably since the the first day since day one of it being on the app store um, but I've used it a lot that's how I kind of journal um, digitally now I'm also going to talk about journaling by handwriting because I just mentioned that but digital journaling is a good quick way to get down some thoughts for the day take a picture that highlights what your day was like just so you can be more mindful of what's going on so day one is an app that I like for that okay and there'll be show notes there'll be a link in the show notes okay for that application to all the various play stores or or app stores that it's on okay now that's for digital journaling which is good now again I've told you handwriting is the best way so for handwriting I'm going to put a link out there for um, some pens uh, and some journals that I myself use a lot Uh, I order these journals and I'll give you the link to the store that I I order my journals from the reason that I like them is that I use fountain pens to journal Uh, and when I journal you have to have certain paper for fountain pens certain paper is not good for fountain pens and that kind of thing well this paper is super thin so you can get a lot of pages in a very small notebook and it's fountain pen friendly so I can use my fountain pens in it and not worry about uh, you know various things that you worry about when you use fountain pens okay so I'll put a link for those there it's called the 
it's called the Writer's Journal, and it's uh, the papers made in Japan. Um, but anyway, I'll send a, I'll put a link in there for that as well, and I'll also put a link in for 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 some good pens that I like to write with a lot. They're they're rollerball pens. I won't I won't put any links for fountain pens, but if you if you want to know about some fountain pens or you're interested in that, send me an email, Chris at simplymental.net. I'll be happy to talk to you about what fountain pens I use as well. But these are rollerball pens, and you can pick these up on the Amazon store pretty easily and they're pretty cheap they're like 20 20 to 25 dollars a piece they come in all sorts of colors and styles um, the refills for them are um, like three dollars so you can have this pen for a lifetime and just buy the refills but it's a really great pen to write with and it, and it helps I think it helps when you like what you're writing on and what you're writing with I think it really helps you to journal more so I'll put the links to my journal and to these retro, the pen is called a Retro 1951 Tornado and I'll put a link to the Amazon store um, that has that has those pens or a place that you can purchase those pens on Amazon so um, I'll do that for you in the show notes so look those up but journaling handwriting a journal and doing a digital journal is a good way to be more present and mindful in the current moment okay alright so the last one that I want to talk about is adding meditation to your life okay meditation is a fantastic way to be more mindful one of the apps I'm gonna talk about is pretty much a mindfulness app but it's a good way to be more mindful to live in the moment only be worried about what you're presented with today is what kind of what mindfulness is all about mindfulness is also about 100% self-acceptance and so that's the reasons I like mindfulness practices but these applications I'm going to talk about is an easy way to add meditation to your life to your day so that it's not intrusive so it doesn't take up tons of time all right and the first one is the Calm app. And again, I'll put links on the show notes to all of these applications. The Calm app, I don't, I don't again, I'll, if it has a Google Play equivalent, I will put it on there. Um, but Calm is a great one to help you with deep breathing. Again, I've mentioned before, Americans are the shallowest breathers uh, on the planet, so we need to, we need to breathe more deeply. Uh, and so the Calm app is a visualization of how to breathe deeply and to focus. And so I'll put it on there. Um, Headspace is the other one. That's another application. Headspace is another application for uh, Headspace is another application for meditation, and it has tons of guided meditations on the Headspace app. Um, it is there's a fee I think monthly to get unlock, unlock all of the meditations, but there's a lot of meditations on Headspace. Um, it's a great way to ease yourself into meditation and to learn how to do it. Uh, if you don't want to join any of these apps or download any apps or you don't have a way to do that, one other way that you can get guided meditations is on YouTube. There's thousands of guided meditations on YouTube, okay? So go on to YouTube.com and just search on, on YouTube uh, guided meditations, and there's there are any number of them you can find on there, and they're all pretty good. There's some that you'll like, some that you won't like, but just kind of weed your way through them. Find, uh, find some of the ones that you like and save them. Uh, so you can always come back to them and use those as your meditation. Meditation uh, reduces anxiety, stress levels. It even has the power to reduce your blood pressure and heart rate. Uh, these are all physical. These are all things that are good for your physical body, but also allow you the the emptying of the mind that your mental energy and your mental and emotional. Um, health need okay that's why meditation is so important it teaches you to focus 
uh, to be more mindful and to reduce uh, to reduce the clutter in your brain not in your physical space in your brain reduce the clutter and the noise that we have in our brain from living in this really fast-paced society all right so we talked about um, the gym and physical exercise and why that's important journaling for emotional health uh, and I'll give you all those links we talked about adding meditation so those are three things that if you haven't come up with something that you want to set as a goal for yourself in 2018 I hope that you can pick one of those or pick all of them uh, and decide that you want to really start working on your emotional health in these manners okay I appreciate you listening in this week it's been a blast being back and having an episode post and I hope that you take these and we're gonna make 2018 a really strong year and I hope we grow this community and we uh, uh, we're all better off for it, okay? Uh, again, if you if you want to support this podcast and you like what you hear, please give me a rating on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. Uh, it helps me get more recognized. helps me get better placement in all the uh, podcast networks. Okay, um, if you can if you can support financially, I would appreciate it. Go to patreon.com forward slash simply mental and you can give as little as a dollar a month to support the podcast. Uh, that way I can bring on more interviews. I can bring on more specialists and kind of have a question and answer session with them to help them uh, help us talk about other topics that I might not be as familiar with. Okay, I appreciate the time. Thank you very much, friends, and we'll talk to you next week. This has been the Simply Mental Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I want to remind everybody that the information shared in this podcast is not meant to replace the information from a professional. So if you need a professional, please be sure to reach out and find a professional in your area. Thanks again for listening. Be sure to subscribe in iTunes and also rate in iTunes. We'll see you next time.